before great depression piano was the second most valuable item in an american household after the house itself it was more expensive than an automobile and it was compulsory for american kids to study piano there were piano manufacturers there were transport carriers who will move giant pianos there were piano learning institute piano tuition teachers piano repair institute it was a large part of the economy when great depression came there was problem of survival suddenly piano from being second most valuable item became item of no use piano tuition teachers lost their livelihood piano repairers piano manufacturers piano transporters they all lost their livelihood covid 19 has created probably a scenario where innovation will play an extremely important role the disruption anyway before covid also was coming but now it got accelerated companies which will become digital native which will leverage digital ecosystem which will cut cost improve client penetration through digital means will outperform all other companies first thing which investors should remember is that rule number 1 never lose money rule number 2 never forget rule number 1 That's Nilesha, managing director of Kotak Mahindra Asset Management Company Limited. Nilesha is a well-known face in the industry and has spent three decades in the capital markets. He is a gold medalist chartered accountant by education. He has a rich and diverse experience of managing funds across equity, fixed income securities, and real estate for global and local investors. He has received numerous awards and accolades in his professional career journey. Before joining Kotak Mutual Fund, he held leadership roles with Axis Capital. ICICI Prudential Asset Management, Franklin Templeton and ICICI Securities. Nilesh is also the chairman of Association of Mutual Funds in India, member of SEBI's Mutual Fund Advisory Committee and a part-time member of the Economic Advisory Council to the Prime Minister. He was featured in Top 50 People of India by the India Today for calendar year 2020. Aman Singh Adwi, founder of Growth Culture, author of The Growth Company and the host of Masters of Growth podcast. Welcome to the ninth episode of the podcast. In this episode I talked to Nilesh around wide range of topics. I asked him to share the back story around how he got into the capital market industry and what was his original plan for the career. He then shares his views around how the capital markets industry evolved over last few decades and key changes in it. He talks about COVID-19, the company's response to the same and shares his views around his impact on the market. I also asked him to share his piece of advice to retail investors and how they should look at investing. He also shares few really interesting stories from his career and how those stories had impact on him. It's an interesting conversation full of insights you don't want to miss. Now without further delay, let's get right into it. Hi, I'm Mansing Gadri and with me I have Nilesh Shah, Managing Director and Group President of Kotak Mahindra Asset Management Company. Thanks Nilesh for joining us. My pleasure Mr. Gadri. Uh, let's start the discussion about understanding more about your college days and career aspirations. So did you always wanted to get into capital markets or there was a bit of uh, any back calculation or planning that you did to reach this particular sector? For me it is part luck i was topper of my ca batch i got an invite from larsen and tubro limited and when i visited their campus in pawai 
I got selected. There was an elderly gentleman who actually told me that Nilesh, your life here will become extremely comfortable. Why don't you go into financial market, which is a rising field? And if you don't like, come back here. I truly thank that gentleman who pointed me towards financial market. I went by his sincerity and advice and ended up in financial market. So it's the, the advice that you took and, uh, and I believe that advice has paid off so far, isn't it? Absolutely no regrets. Financial markets were rising and I entered into debt market by stroke of luck after brief stint in equity market where most of the players were either behind the bar post Harshad Mehta scam or they were in retirement mode. And we were all trying to learn something new. There was complete vacuum at the middle and the top and which is where we got pulled up as long as we delivered decent job. And there is a little bit of a knack for being a Gujarati, right? So, so you will have a lot of Gujaratis in uh, typically the financial capital markets, right? So it also works to the advantage as well. So probably I thought it would, would have been a well-crafted plan to get into financial markets for you. No, I went into financial market by luck. I'm thankful to the gentleman who gave me that advice. And more importantly, I'm thankful to all those colleagues who nurtured me over the years. Being Gujarati did give me an advantage as, you know, the official language of stock market was Gujarati Hindi. (laughs) But other than that, you still had to make your mark. True. And uh, if you could also tell us more about your first job, what was it like and how did you really got started uh, with your career? So I was, as I mentioned earlier, topper of my CA batch, went into ICICI merchant banking division with a lot of air on my head. But when I met people over there, they were far more superior to me, far more knowledgeable and far more humble. I was from a vernacular medium, so my English was not good. I used to make lots and lots of errors in writing letters, in drafting prospectus. My boss used to correct it and actually tell me how to write. He will make me write a letter 10 times by pointing out errors. But it is because of him that today I have developed reasonable control over English writing. I was extremely lucky to be in ICSA Merchant Banking Division under Really superb human being. Not only they taught me about market, about my job, but they also taught me to be humble and become a good human being. I'm 100% sure that I would not have reached where I am today if I had not started in ICICI Bank Merchant Banking Division. So you got uh, mentors in your uh, manager and uh, they kind of, you know, really uh, polished you, I would say. And, and that's, I think, you know, it's, it's pretty remarkable, right? So, so whenever there is a successful person, right? But then behind that person, there are lot many stakeholders, I would say, uh, who also play a key part in the development of that person. So, so I'm glad that you found that uh, very early in your career. Absolutely. I have been lucky to get mentors. And uh, first job is like first love. All those people who I worked with in Isaac, I have remained in touch with them even today. And they are my go-to people whenever I am in trouble, whenever I am in doubt, whenever I am confused. And then obviously you had uh, quite an uh, illustrative career so far and you have worked with top companies like Franklin, Templeton, ICICI, Prudential, Access Capital, right? Uh, 
important to understand uh, when you started this journey, right? So any specific uh, key highlights you would like to share uh, from working across these top uh, companies? So one, across this organization, meritocracy prevails. It didn't matter what was your educational background. It didn't matter what community you were from. You had a job. And as long as you delivered on that job, you will be recognized. Second, all these organizations focused on learning. When we went into debt market in ICICI securities, we had no idea about how debt market operates. And debt market had already exploded in the 92 scam. But JP Morgan taught us what was happening in global debt market, how those concepts will be useful in India. And we worked on concepts like primary dealers, which is a matter of satisfaction. When I came to Franklin Templeton, I had no idea about mutual fund. Franklin Templeton taught us how mutual fund works, how it is important to do systematic investment plan. I almost thought I was in the job of, you know, professor rather than fund manager because that was the focus on the knowledge. And this journey has continued in ICSI Prudential, in Excess Capital, in Kotak Mutual Fund. Clearly, knowledge is the most powerful tool which one has at its disposal to outperform. Sure. And while uh, certainly uh, there are a lot of commonalities between these companies, but any any key differences like uh, how was your experience in ICSA Prudential and Access uh, Capital quite different than Franklin? Were there any you know such uh, things as well which were like pretty unique to these companies and your learnings there? So in ICSA Securities as well as Franklin Templeton, there was far active involvement of foreign partner. Templeton was owned obviously by foreign companies, so there were far greater involvement. In this kind of broadens your horizon. When you learn from countries who have probably crossed your path 5, 10, 15 years back, there is immense things which you can learn from them. There is immense things which you can copy from them. In uh, ICSA Prudential, Excess, as well as Kotak, uh, we don't have much involvement of foreigners. In ICSA Prudential, Mutual Fund was an important partner, but the operating business was with ICSA Group. Now, in all these three organizations, there was still focus on global markets, global experiences, even though there was no active involvement of global player. And I think what unites all five of this organization, as I mentioned earlier, is quest of knowledge. Learn, learn, and learn. That's your powerful tool to compete. Sure. So now coming uh, across the word learning, right? So obviously you spend more than uh, 20 years now in uh, capital markets, right? And uh, if I have to talk about myself, and I've been seeing you on uh, television, CNBC and NDTV Profit, etc. from close to one and a half decades, right? You're a pretty known face in that sense. So how have you seen this uh, market uh, changing over last you know, couple of decades, right? Are there any key structural changes uh, you see when you started your career journey to now uh, in this particular market? So a lot of things have changed. When I started my career in stock market as an individual investor, payment crisis was an official term. Company circle buying was an official term. Vando was an official term. Garo was an official term. Effectively, it was Wild West. Jiski Lati Uski Bes probably described our capital markets in those days. 
I was not involved in that market, but 92 scam did suggest what could go wrong in a market which is not regulated properly. Now compare that to today. Vando has disappeared. Garo has become a crime and also disappeared. Payment crisis is no longer there in the lexicon of market participants because of strong margining system. Company circle buying is a crime. It's not eliminated completely, but it has become criminal activity. So to a great extent, we have seen benefit of deepening of market across equity and debt. Our markets today have infrastructure, which is probably at par with global markets. The fastest exchanges are in India. Highest volumes are in India. Highest number of listed companies are in India. And our corporate governance is above median in terms of global rankings. We have scope to improve, but what we have achieved is an amazing thing. I think deepening of market is the most important factor in creating growth opportunity. We have seen how Soviet-style central planning creates disastrous result, whereas an open market where market forces determine outcome creates positive result. Let me give you an example of how market forces have shaped up American history. Before Great Depression, piano was the second most valuable item in an American household after the house itself. It was more expensive than an automobile and it was compulsory for American kids to study piano. There were piano manufacturers. There were transport carriers who will move giant pianos. There were piano learning institute, piano tuition teachers, piano repair institute. It was a large part of the economy. When Great Depression came, there was problem of survival. Suddenly, piano from being second most valuable item became item of no use. Piano tuition teachers lost their livelihood. Piano repairers, piano manufacturers, piano transporters, they all lost their livelihood. Now, American government didn't intervene in this. Let the market forces determine which piano manufacturer will survive, which piano teacher will survive. It was a big hit on the economy, but market forces prevail. Resources got diverted from piano industry to something else. Piano teachers reskilled themselves to become something else. Piano Repair Institute also changed their business model to do something else. Net-net, American economy prospered as piano industry declined. This is the importance of market. Let market forces determine allocation of resources. That will create the best growth opportunity. Pretty interesting, right? So, and I think you covered a lot of areas in your journey and what changes that you've seen. But I think in this example and the way the piano industry specifically kind of evolved in the US, right? So it's, it's a great example, uh, and I'm sure there are a lot of similarities, right? And that's how pretty much uh, looks like India, we are also evolving, right? So the market is determining most which industries would survive and which will not, right? But uh, I think, you know, we have come a long way in this uh, last two and a half decades uh, in, in this particular uh, market and the region, right? And uh, now talking about uh, Kotak EMC, right? So while, yes, it's a, it's a known company, Kotak Mutual Fund is widely known and uh, I'm sure you know, it has got a uh, good number of customers in India. But specifically, would you like to tell us any, any key highlights from, from uh, this business and what are the focus areas uh, that you have currently? 
So I joined Kotak Mutual Fund about five years ago. And when I joined there to my investment team, I said that, look, why should anyone invest with us if we are not going to invest in our own fund? If you want me to go and raise money for you, you need to assure me that, yes, you are willing to back yourself and all your surplus money, you will invest in Kotak Mutual Fund. And I am willing to take the bet on all of you because I trust you. So all my surplus money now, if I want to invest in mutual fund, I will only invest in Kotak Mutual Fund. My investment team backed me saying that, sir, we will also do the same thing. When I came to my management council saying that me and my investment colleagues have taken this pledge, they said we will also take that pledge. Now, mind you, this was all voluntarily. I could not have done it by law because it's not fair. It was all voluntary pledge. Then I went to my sales team and said that, look, the top management of the company and fund managers have taken this voluntary pledge. You can convey to your distributors and clients that this is how confident we are about our performance. The sales team also joined in. Eventually, the entire company joined in in taking this voluntary pledge that when we want to invest our surplus money, we will invest in Kotak Mutual Fund. I think this is the first of such kind of movement in Indian mutual fund industry. The second, when I was talking with my colleagues, I said, what kind of target we want to keep? Do we want to become the largest mutual fund in the country? Do we want to become top five mutual fund in the country? And believe me, we were ninth largest mutual fund when I was talking about such things. Eventually, all of us came to just one consideration. We want to be the most trustworthy asset management company in India. If I have your mind share, your pocket share will follow. But if I don't have your mind share, your pocket share will eventually disappear. So all my colleagues in entire company are only focused on becoming the most trustworthy asset management company in India. Trust, you know, is garnered over years and it can be lost in just one single transaction. So all the decisions which we take, we just have to evaluate it in one prism. Will it increase my investors' confidence in my company? If yes, go ahead and do it. If not, don't attempt it. The third thing, you know, very recently, about two years back, we were talking about what goal or aim we should pursue. And then someone said that as responsible investment managers, we need to live better tomorrow for our next generation than what we are inheriting. And that is how we became India's first asset management company to sign for United Nations principles of responsible investment. Environmental, social and governance standards became part of our investment process. It's a small beginning. We are trying to light a candlestick on a Amavasya night. However, I believe that if all of us light candles, then certainly Amavasya will become full of light like a Diwali night. So I'm really proud of three things. Employees taking voluntary pledge to invest in Kotak mutual fund schemes, becoming first AMC to sign for United Nations principle of responsible investment, and all the employees committed to become the most trustworthy asset management company in India. Sure, I think you know these are three great pointers which you have shared. And I'm sure you know these three areas would, would help a company tremendously. And uh, now uh, coming to COVID-19, would you like to share as to what were your initial thoughts 
when there is uh, there was uh, you know outbreak around feb and march right so so what uh, what your initial reactions towards it and any specific measures that you took uh, as part of the business so the first reaction was about the safety and well-being of employees we had offshore business also and we had internal travels so the first focus was to ensure that our people remain safe our people remain unimpacted the second was to create plan b despite your best intention what if someone gets impacted how you can help in such case so our first focus was to ensure that our employees gets protected and they get necessary support in case they get impacted after taking care of employee the next question was how do we manage our customers suddenly due to lockdown physical transactions came to an abrupt halt we had to move everything to digital and we are in a business where i have to deliver redemptions every day i cannot stop my business no matter what limitations are and the entire company worked round the clock to ensure that we were able to move from physical world to digital world we were able to meet customer requirements we were able to comply with rules and regulations while doing this transformation and i'm really happy to say that despite covid 19 we were able to make that transition where not even a single transaction was missed in the worst of the lockdown after putting employees and customers in appropriate place we then moved towards portfolios obviously covid 19 had created tremendous impact on portfolios there were reactions from customers they were worried they didn't know what was happening we ourselves were clueless about the medical side of this covid 19 so effectively the entire investment team ended up doing lots of research on covid 19 prior crisis like this impact on economy we were constantly talking to our investing companies to find out what was happening and we leverage that knowledge to connect with our customers i don't think so i have reached out to as many customers in my 20 year career in mutual fund then i have reached out in calendar year 2020 it was tremendous effort on part of everyone to leverage digital technology to reach out to as many customers as possible and give them the confidence to withstand the downturn withstand the volatility i think if we put all these things together today many of our branches are operational our employees by the grace of god are safe and those who got impacted got recovered all our customers have enjoyed uninterrupted servicing not even a single transaction has been missed all our portfolios have bounced back nicely and we could come out from the impact of march and april without a scratch this is all possible because my team worked as one single team and we always wanted we want to be the most trustworthy asset management company in india no matter what problems are thrown at us we will continue to deliver uninterrupted service to our customers sure and i can clearly see a lot of measure and a lot of action happening uh, due to covid and i'm sure it's the you know once in a lifetime crisis which most of the leaders have uh, seen so far in their career right so any key learnings that you have drawn from this crisis or from managing this particular uh, you know period 
सो अंडाउटेबली आई वॉन्ट कोविड नाइनटीन टू बी न भूतो न भविष्य काइंड ऑफ इवेंट एक ही काफी है लाइफ टाइम के लिए बट सम ऑफ द लर्निंग ऑफ कोविड नाइनटीन वन इफ यू हैव अ डेडिकेटेड एंड कमिटेड टीम यू कैन ओवरकम एनी प्रॉब्लम द लोएस्ट लेवल एम्प्लॉई वेन इट प्राइड इन प्रोवाइडिंग सर्विस योर जॉब इज डन वी हैव सीन सो मेनी एम्प्लॉज स्टेपिंग अप टू फुलफिल ड्यूटीज to fulfill responsibilities that i cannot stress the importance of having a committed team second you always have to ready for challenges uncertainties no matter how hard you plan the real life can always give you a surprise so you have to inbuilt some capabilities to manage uncertainties you cannot have plan for everything some things you'll have to take it as and when it comes the third and the final thing is sincerity during the month of march markets had corrected from 12000 odd nifty to 7500 odd nifty it was a dramatic loss for investors and future was looking bleak at that point of time all it needed was a sincerity to reach out to people and hand on heart say look i don't know about the future there are lots of uncertainties now but valuations look cheap and this days also will pass please stay invested wherever we reached out not only people stayed invested but they actually gave us more money so effectively covid 19 taught us be ready to face uncertainty have a committed team which will help you overcome many challenge and be sincere in your approach reaching out to people in times of crisis is the most important thing you can do and uh, now talking about the market right so obviously march uh, it was pretty jittery and then we had uh, seen a lot of pain in the markets but uh, but yeah so of late if you look at the market uh, so the markets have reclaimed the highs right so it looks like the market is once again back and going into the the natural direction which is north but are, are there any structural changes do you see you know going forward in the markets uh, because of covid effect or what's your assessment as to how does it looks like from now onwards so covid 19 has created probably a scenario where innovation will play an extremely important role the disruption anyway before covid also was coming but now it got accelerated companies which will become digital native which will leverage digital ecosystem which will cut cost improve client penetration through digital means will outperform all other companies now today every company talks about digital ecosystem however someone who is doing a leap service and someone who is actually leveraging digital ecosystem that will define success from failure sure and now a related question around investment right so so obviously if i have to talk about my journey so far as a investor right so i started investing in mutual funds and stock market around 2005 personally and uh, obviously i was uh, invested around 2008 but there was uh, i think that was the first shock personally i got because of the of the market and i tried to time it but yeah so there were a lot of learnings from 2008 and i'm sure you know post after that there were few such incidences where as a retail investor uh, it was a bit of a guessing game right so where to park the money 
what's the best way to go about it and i'm sure you know while you know mutual fund sahi hai right so there is a campaign and there is a lot of confidence now which uh, as a retail investors uh, we have got but still your advice to retail investors as to how they can go about it are there any fundamentals or golden rules uh, for which they can maximize uh, irrespective of you know what is the market situation so if you would like to share that that would be great so the first thing which investors should remember is that rule number 1 never lose money rule number 2 never forget rule number 1 many years ago i had gone to meet in bada bazar an investor and he was a reasonably old marwari gentleman and this was the early days of mutual fund so when i went in there he said nilesh bhai kitna guaranteed return donge and honestly i explained that we don't give any guaranteed return we do our best of ability job blah 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 and he said nilesh bhai today if i shout out of this window there are people willing to borrow at 3% per month why will i lend money to you and i have been doing this sarafi business for decades where people borrow at 2 3 4% interest rates why should i invest with you it was a very important question and i told him that sir you are fairly aged and i am sure you would have started working at a young age and he said yes and i said as you claim you are making 3% return per month that's about 36% per year and if you compound your wealth at 36% by now you should have started owning the entire world forget just kolkata but the fact remains that you are not owning so there is something wrong in your calculation so he said beta main jhoot thodi bol raha hu main bola 100% sir aap jhoot nahi bol rahe hai but what you are forgetting is that when you are going for the 3% return it works for 12 months and then you lose big chunk of money So effectively, your returns are not thirty-six percent per year, but it may be five, six, ten percent a year. And he realized the mistake which he was making. In his desire to earn higher return, he was taking much higher risk. And invariably, at the end of few years, there will be a crisis where he will lose big money. So investors must rem- remember: there is no free lunch. There is risk, and hence there is return. if you want higher return you have to take higher risk if you want lower return then only you can reduce your risk the second thing is you know our common sensical wisdom our proverbs teaches us solid common sense wisdom so one of our proverb is that small drops of water make an ocean same way in investment small drops of money will help you create an ocean the second thing is that don't put all your eggs in one basket same way you need to diversify your portfolio unless until you are a specialized investor capable of taking enormous risk the third thing is you know mangoes doesn't grow before 12 years there is always a time for everything to happen you need to have patience money can't grow on trees overnight it takes time so by becoming a regular investor by becoming a long term investor and by becoming a disciplined investor you will always make money you may not maximize return but you will optimize risk adjusted return absolutely and that's a very great piece of advice so thanks for sharing that and this the story that you've shared from the kolkata businessman so that's uh, pretty amazing so any any uh, such uh, one or two story across your career which which kind of an had a deep 
impact on you on your business so if you would like to share such uh, a story so i had a friend whose father was a clerk in a ca office in the 60s 70s 80s he was a head clerk not a chartered accountant so you can imagine what kind of salary he must be drawing all his partners used to trade in stock market and those days were of physical delivery so he will bring contract not take contract not go for bandha he will maintain their ledger and by observing how they were losing money he developed his own style of investment very early he recognized that if you buy good quality companies and stay invested it will make money for you throughout 60s 70s 80s from his meager salary he was able to go and buy one share two share five shares and in those days it used to be called odd lot shares so it was difficult it was not easy but he persisted that in the mid 90s when he retired his wealth was higher than most of his partners wealth who were earning far more than him a relatively uneducated person learning from others experience created a fortune for him simply by discipline investment so please remember investment doesn't require any educational qualification it just requires an open mind and willingness to learn the second experience which i want to talk about is how open mind can help you make money so i was attending annual general meeting of a large multinational company the stock had done exceedingly well in our portfolios we had built positions now when the agm got over after a very impressive speech by the chairman uh, people were moving out i had some other appointments so i wanted to rush out but ahead of me there was an elderly gentleman walking by keeping his hand on someone else's shoulder i'm sure that gentleman must be his relative and by stroke of luck i didn't feel like pushing them so i was also walking behind them very slowly this gentleman asked beta mount everest ni upar shu che what is ahead of mount everest and i wondered why he is asking that question he was saying that the chairman is saying that this company has achieved mount everest kind of market share in all the products now where will the growth come from unless until this company gets into new product category which they didn't talk about this growth will not be sustained now this stock was trading at some you know very high valuation and this gentleman's talk prompted me on the growth potential we decided to underweight that stock and it worked extremely well for us we could make money on a stock simply because i had the humble i had the fortune of listening to advice of that gentleman i really thank god which didn't allow me to push that gentleman and walk out for <laughs> next appointment yeah. and he rewarded me so much so great so, so it's like you know learning is everywhere right so it's just that we need to have that open mind so that we absorb that learning and then we can apply it so it's so great and and i think you know the both the stories that you've shared pretty amazing stories and quite relatable right and now uh, final thoughts or comments you want to leave us uh, with so essentially you know somewhere in our culture we have always been told that money is not everything paiso parmeshwar nahi paiso hath no mel che paisa ni paachhar nahi bhago i am sure this gujarati advices will be there in all the languages that money is not everything 
don't run after money but what i have found warren buffett's advice is extremely important warren buffett said that money is not everything in life money doesn't matter but make sure that you have made enough money before you make such statement i think we need to educate our kids about importance of money money doesn't buy everything but money does help in buying many things and hence becoming financially independent is extremely critical today most of our parents believe that we are their retirement solution and in majority of cases it has worked out even though there are few exceptions or many exceptions where kids have abandoned their elderly parents after parents have done so many things for them why take a chance why not create a financially independent future where without resorting to your kids without becoming a burden on your kids you can still achieve your retirement life give enough importance to money so that your needs are taken care and you don't become burden on someone sir utha ke jio is absolutely necessary for dignity of an individual and lot of it comes from having enough money so those are great thoughts uh, to end the today's uh, discussion so it was a lovely conversation uh, thanks nilesh it was great having you at the podcast thank you thank you for listening to this episode we sincerely hope that you enjoyed it if you like the conversation then do subscribe to the podcast if not done already and also please share it within your network so that it could reach and benefit more listeners you can also find recordings of masters of growth episodes on www.mastersofgrowth.in thanks again for listening and i would catch you in the next episode till then take care and stay safe